welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken and I'm your host today. And we are doing an empowerment episode that I'm super excited for. We have our guest today, Lillian, and she has been working with a wonderful organization called Tabitha's Way here in American Fork, Utah. And so we're going to kind of talk about um, how she got involved and what that work's all about and just what a wonderful person you are. (laughs) So Lillian is um, born originally in Thousand Oaks, California. Is that right? Yeah. And currently lives down in Spanish Fork. She's married and has four older kids, like you're living the dream now that you work so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Only two kids left at home. <laughs> I know. Your two oldest um, have been in the Marine um, Reserve, right? Yeah. And then um, your most oldest is in the Salt Lake Police Department. Is that right? That is correct. Off living like, yeah, being adults and responsible and helping the world. and Scary careers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, please, every day. Um, what's your second um, oldest doing? Uh, he just left last month for a deployment in Japan for about a year. With the Marine Corps? With the Marine Corps. So nice. You're yeah. like, Japan's safe, right? As far as we know. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he does well and is very safe. And then you have a 16-year-old girl and a 13-year-old boy as of next year. Next week, right? Next week. Turns 13 <laughs> on Friday the 13th. Oh, he does? <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's cool. I bet he's been waiting for that his whole life. Oh, yeah. He's so excited. <laughs> and there's a lunar moon eclipse oh that my weekend. Word. So oh, my word. So he's super excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure he's got to record. That's amazing. You currently work as the assistant operations manager at the Spanish Fork Pantry in Tabitha's Way. Yep. Is that right? That is right. Cool. And we'll kind of talk more about that in a little bit. And then your fun fact about you is you lived on an island, the island of Malta when you were a baby. Yeah, which is... <laughs> Actually, in the Mediterranean Sea, below the the boot of Italy, Uh Um, my dad's career was in special effects, and so we were there for him to film the movie Popeye. Oh, my word. In special effects. So our whole family moved there for nine months. (laughs) That's so cool (laughs) and random. Yep. (laughs) That's awesome. Which series of Popeye is it? The The one with Robin Williams. Yes. Musical. Awesome. Okay, so let's go into Tabitha's way. What got you, like, first into the organization and, you know, why, yeah, why did you choose that organization? So, actually, back in 2006 is when our family moved to Spanish Fork. Mm -hmm. Um, We'd actually been, my husband and I had been doing that type of work down in St. George. When we moved to Spanish Fork, um, he actually kind of helped encourage and said, hey, we should continue doing this type of work and uh, we found a grocery store macy's that Mm -hmm. said yes you can come pick up food stuff that's getting close to expiration or um, say the box is damaged but still sealed on the inside and they would hand us those items and fed people out of our garage really um, for about four years before tap this way in spanish fork opened up in 2010 Mm-hmm. And I had met Wendy Osborne, who's the founder, mm-hmm. and within a couple months of her opening the organization. And at that time, I had 10 volunteers that were going and picking up from the stores um, six days a week. 
and we were handing out food out of our garages and mm-hmm. asked us if we would join Tabitha's Way in helping pick up from the grocery stores and bringing it to the original location, Spanish Fork. And Spanish Fork is the original location. The original location. Okay, that's good. 2010. Yeah. So the new, the American Fork location opened up in 2016 after oh, okay. we'd already been established for six years. So nice. I have gone through and the program is called Grocery Rescue, where we're mm-hmm. rescuing foods from the grocery stores mm-hmm. and then handing it out to families that are in need. That is how we get our perishable foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for a long, long time in 2018 after I had gone through cancer and it was getting physically hard for me to pick up from the grocery stores myself. Yeah. Um, and at that time I had 56 volunteers that I was coordinating with picking up wow. from 16 different stores, mm-hmm. five to six different cars going out every day before we got a refrigerated box truck. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a little bit of a logistical nightmare, but um, when we got our box truck around that same time, I became their grant writer. I was over community development and our community events. And then in, I guess, two years ago, about this time, uh, I became the operations manager of the Mm -hmm. Spanish Fork location. My word. So what kind of got you, like you and your husband were just kind of doing this out of your garage. Like what got you started even to doing that point? Like like that's just, (laughs) that's so awesome. So when we were in St. George, poor college students, we were part of a program called Helping Hands where we were going to Harmons in St. George, mm-hmm. and we were part of that program. Was we would go ahead and pull off the items that were getting close to expiration and help cleaning the store, facing product off the shelves, and then those that came and volunteered, then um, they would ring it all out as donated items, and then those that were there, we were we would then uh, split up everything that was collected for the day. Mm-hmm. And then go home with a ton of food, and we ended up having so much that we would find other families close to us that were also needing help. Right. Also poor college students. Mm -hmm. And so when we ended up getting a good job and moved up here to Spanish Fork, you know, we just thought, hey, you know, we were doing that down there. There's got to be a need up here. Yeah. And just decided to continue on with the program. We called it Helping Hands for the first few years. Um, after we joined Tabitha's Way, it, then the name changed to Grocery Rescue because that's what Utah Food Bank calls it, and our organization is affiliated with Utah Food Bank. Oh, okay. Because it seems like such an easy concept. Like you're saying, there's all this food that's going to waste, and it's like the perfect, that little niche, I think. You've got this food and the people with the need, and it's just... Food's not going into the landfills. Yeah. And it's food that is still good. Mm-hmm. And so might as well give it to people who are in need. Yeah. Rather than throwing it away. So yeah. that's essentially what food pantries do is they rescue foods and they get USDA foods from Utah Food Bank. And that way they get a good variety of nutritionally balanced foods. Mm-hmm. So it's not just canned foods. Everyone keeps thinking that's all that pantries hand out, but we hand out frozen meats produce, uh, refrigerated items. We get weekly orders of milk, cheese, and eggs mm-hmm. to give to our clients, um, as well as like fresh bakery and you name it. It's We really look like we're a small grocery store, mm-hmm. but 
you're just not paying for it when you leave. That is so amazing. Like, how do you know on like produce, say, like how far, when do the grocery stores give those items to you? And then how long do you guys keep them? Like things that are a little bit more like your window of opportunity for freshness or whatever is limited. Like, how do you move things like that? Is it just quickly? And you're like, we get that out and we're having quick rotations, like daily stuff coming from grocery stores or. Yeah. So when our team goes out and picks up, say on Monday, then we use everything that we collected on Monday and would hand it out on Tuesday. So everything gets rotated out on a, on a daily basis. Plus, um, if we have items that don't move quite as quickly, we have what we call a food Bible, which is we get from Utah Food Bank. It's also um, guidelines from USDA and the Feeding America, America program. So it tells you this is the expiration or best by date, and this is how much time we have to hand that out and is still in good standing. Ah. for people to use yeah 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 so say you go home and from the grocery store and you bought some milk but you didn't open it for a while there's a good chance that say you didn't open it until the expiration date you actually still have another seven days to oh use wow that. so there's guidelines on dairy bakery um, deli items frozen items like it is for every possible scenario of foods that we have to follow very, very closely because we get inspections all the time. And so sure. all of our staff, they all have food handlers permits. They all been trained on how to train our volunteers, how to look through those dates so that we're not handing something out that could possibly not be good for right, right, right. to eat. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I love the idea, like you're saying, like we're looking for all different kinds of food. It's not just the canned stuff because, yeah, that's... A, that just blows my mind and also provides a lot more, like you're saying, a variety diet, very diet for somebody who, yeah, this is their only food option right now, you know, that that's, that they have a good selection. Yeah. And unfortunately, the only thing that we cannot take from the general public um, are items that are refrigerated or frozen mm-hmm. um, because we have to follow um, CDC guidelines, USDA guidelines, guidelines from Utah Food Bank. We can only pick up foods from places that have certified kitchens or places that are under the same guidelines and scrutiny. Yes, that you we can have. kind of follow it so, you know, through the chain. Yeah. Right. So, organizations that have, or like the grocery stores, we know that because of their licensing and permits, they are also doing daily checks on their freezers and refrigerators. Mm-hmm. If we were to get those items from the general public, we have no idea if your freezer just went out. Right. Or it went out and you didn't know. And then now we had items that possibly maybe were defrosted and then refrozen Mm -hmm. that could potentially be harmful to people. So as a general public member, um, if I go to Tabitha's Way, what things are you desperately in need of? And what, because I know things needs change through the seasons too. So I would say there's usually about the same items that we are always in need of that we tend to have a hard time getting in. Um, you've probably noticed yourself, you go to the grocery store and there's not a whole lot of pasta or dry rice or dry beans on the shelves. Those are the items that we actually are in most need of mm-hmm. because those are staples for, for families that can last several meals for ah, people, right? Mm-hmm. So we want items that are more nutritionally dense. So even though you could buy 
ramen for super, super cheap, it's not very healthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so in fact, we had someone call the other day and say, hey, you know, we saw that you had a most needed list and I wanted to buy a whole bunch of ramen because it's really cheap. And so then we had to explain, well, as good as that is, which is, you know, if we get ramen, we hand it out and we have yeah, clients we'll that will it. choose it because, you know, kids like to make ramen because it's really, really fast and easy. But, you know, we don't want that to be the only thing that we're handing out to clients mm-hmm. because overall, if you are only eating ramen, that's going to start causing issues with dietary yeah. problems with people, especially if you have someone who's already diabetic. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to make a chronic illness worse by right. only offering items that are dense in calories, but not dense in nutrition. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're in the fall. What things are you desperately looking for? Uh, so we have upcoming in Thanksgiving time and at Christmas time, we are gearing up for holiday meals. So both the our Spanish Fork Pantry and our American Fork Pantry, we are collecting items to go inside of our Thanksgiving dinner baskets. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, between both pantries for just Thanksgiving time, we are going to be handing out 1,400 complete Thanksgiving dinners. Wow. So that's the turkey, the tin to cook the turkey in, mm-hmm. and all of the sides and fixings that you would have at a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, because we do have some great relationships with our grocery stores who are helping us with buying things in bulk, we are buying the majority of what we need. And then we have some stores um, down in Spanish Fork. We have Macy's that are doing targeted items in a $5 bag mm-hmm. that you can purchase at the register that are items that are going inside our Thanksgiving oh, nice. baskets. And um, which grocery store? So Macy's. Macy's and Spanish Fork. Mm-hmm. We have Stokes in Salem. And we are currently working on a couple other stores to get them on board that will do that during the month of October. Mm-hmm. Um, I know down in Spanish Fork area in the Nebo School District, we have some schools that are doing targeted food drives for us mm-hmm. as well. Um, but we will be ordering the majority of what we need just because we know we are seeing 50% fewer donations, but we have a 56% increase in clients who need help. Oh, wow. So we're anticipating having to purchase, at least down in Spanish Fork, we're purchasing 80% of what we need to fill these holiday meals. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe the American Fork is going to be purchasing everything that they need. Mm -hmm. And so we are looking for people who want to sponsor a basket, Mm -hmm. whether they just an individual meal We're estimating our cost is going to be about $25 a meal. Or if there are businesses out there who would like to sponsor at least $500 to help cover 20 baskets. Mm -hmm. So it's almost more like a cash donation. You're like, we know what we need. We just need the money to cover that so we can feed these families. Right. Do those cash donations online or what's the best way to do that? Or at the grocery stores themselves? Uh, you can do it both ways. If you want to go and you happen to be down in the Spanish Fork area and purchase a bag at Macy's, or you can go to our website, tabithasway.org, www.tab, B as in boy, B as in boy, I-T-H-A-S-W-A-Y dot O-R-G. 
Fantastic. And then you can choose, if you're up here in the American Fork area, you can choose on there which pantry you would like to have your funds go towards, and you can put a little comment that you want it to go towards a Thanksgiving meal. Mm -hmm. um, I believe there is a campaign on there um, if you want a specific for our, we're, we're calling it our harvest campaign mm -hmm. to help us with our Thanksgiving dinners. That is awesome. That is so beautiful. And how do you guys choose your families that you're going to be serving through the holidays? So the Spanish Fork location, we work with the counselors um, through the Nebo School District. Mm -hmm. And they help us identify the families that are most in need. They get a voucher that says, come to our pantry on this day during this time mm -hmm. um, to come and get their holiday meal that they will take home and cook. Mm -hmm. um, we also work with um, Honor 365. They are an organization that work with veterans. Mm -hmm. And we are also helping Camp Williams with 250 additional meals through them that are going to be helping active duty families. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So we have a lot of different agencies that are mm -hmm. helping us find those families who are most in need. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I feel like it's just so easy for someone just to slip through the cracks, you know, and like you're saying, we're covering veterans, we've got families through the school district and things like that. Do you have a pant, like in your pantries, I'm assuming if like the general public wants to come in, like if we had, you had like an elderly person who um, needed some food assistance, can they go just to the pantry and pick things up or do they need to have vouchers or go through these other programs? If anyone is looking for need, they can just come into our pantries. Um, if you're, if they are looking for a holiday meal, we are also handing out vouchers through our pantries mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, we do our best to try to help as many people as we can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're a family that you're already going somewhere for the holidays, then, you know, those families aren't going to ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're just... We're helping those that don't have family nearby to help yes. support them during the holidays. Yeah, you're trying to find that hole that needs to be filled. Yeah. Do you provide food for other organizations? I know there's the Food and Care Coalition. We had a gal a few months ago share her thoughts and experiences with that organization. Who They actually cook things in-house. Do you do something similar or you're kind of your big focus is the pantry? Our focus is the pantry. If we do have families who cannot cook their Thanksgiving dinner... Uh, we will refer them over to the Food and Care Coalition, mm -hmm. um, where they, I believe, they are offering a Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. As we get closer, we will find out the details on that so that we can try to give people resources um, to find help elsewhere if it's not a good fit. Because we do have some families, um, like we actually do have a few families from the Provo School District that will also get some of these meals. But some of the counselors there have told us that there are families who are living in hotels. Right, yeah. And if you're in a hotel and you have a kitchenette, you don't have a way to be able to cook a turkey. Yeah. So those are the families that we would refer over to Food and Care Coalition. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. And if I like love just cause and want to be a volunteer, like what are, um, what are your requirements um, how many hours or, you know, what does that entail? Um, again, if you go to our website, there is a volunteer tab and you can choose the American Fork or Spanish Fork Pantry. And there's a sign up genius link for each one that will show how many days, the days that were open, the shifts that were open. 
usually it's about a two to three hour shift. Um, and that could be stocking in the morning or actually helping hand out items to clients mm -hmm. during our hours of operation. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we also do have groups. Um, so like we are open Tuesday night in Spanish Fork. American Fork, they're also open Wednesday nights. And there are spaces to be able to have young men, young women groups come in mm -hmm. and like help. Like youth church groups and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, have them come and sort food in our warehouse. So we have we are a party of projects. We always have something going on. So, you know, you have a group that want to come in to help. Or even if they can't come into the pantry and they want to know how can they help outside the pantry and maybe bring some projects to us. Mm -hmm. So Christmas time, uh, we often have people that want to fill uh, Christmas stockings. Uh -huh. And yeah. then we will hand those out to our clients who may mm -hmm. not have the means to even fill up Christmas stockings. That so, is a great idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so there's always lots of options and um, we are, we'd be happy to give some of those ideas to people who maybe can't come into our pantry. Yeah. Is there an age minimum for helping in the pantry? Uh, yes. Kids need to be at least 12 years old. Um, if they are wanting to come and help out, uh, we just ask up until the age of 15 that they have a parent with them. Okay. Um, but other than that, just know that there will be some lifting involved um, and you end up seeing all walks of life. It is a great opportunity for people to have a touch of humanity mm -hmm. and seeing the people who are needed in our community. A lot of people just don't understand that there is food insecurity in Utah County. Yeah. When people say, you know, people are starving in Africa. <laughs> That's always the thing that my mom always said. You know, there's people starving in Africa. Finish your meal. But people don't realize that one in every five children in Utah County are going to bed on an empty stomach. Yeah, there's people starving in Utah. And it could be your next door neighbor and you just have no idea. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say, you know, you talked about wanting to include empowering women. Um, we have a great organization. I would say about 50% of our staff are women. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a Saratoga Springs pantry that's going to be opening up here wonderful in the next couple weeks or so mm -hmm. um, and we have two ladies that are going to be running that pantry site for us which is awesome I feel like women it's you can call me gender biased but I feel <laughs> like your heart is just on the surface a lot and for I mean whether you're a mom or not I just feel like that tenderness is there for humanity like you're saying and it's just a natural step for women you know to just be aware of the suffering around you you know and the struggles and yeah, it just seems like a natural step. Like if you've got hunger, you're seeing the hunger there. There's organizations like this that you can be involved in. And like you're saying, there's this framework that, that you guys have already built to help. And then like these women can start new, you know, new pantries and, and yeah, and just really help fill that, that hole. That's amazing. Yeah. And I would just say the other thing that, um, that we feel very confident that we're just so happy about with how our organization works is, not only are we helping feed people, but we also offer resources. So we're not just giving a handout. We're also giving a hand up. We're mm -hmm. trying to find a way for people to get out of their circumstances a little bit faster because it is temporary food assistance is that we offer. But um, 
there are resources that, of other organizations that we work with um, that might have scholarships for single parents mm-hmm. or a way to be able to get health insurance. Mm-hmm. Or there's organizations in Provo that offer free or very reduced costs for dental and medical care. Mm-hmm. Those are things that we offer our clients. You know, if those, if those are things that they're looking for, we try to help them as quickly get out of their situation by yeah. offering other places to go that they may have not thought of until having a conversation with them to make them feel like, you know, they can receive as much help as they possibly can. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of times it is, it's not forever. It's just like a lot of things just happened all at once. And now they're in this situation and and just having a couple of ideas or skills or, you know, like you're saying, just some resources, you know, might be all you need to kind of get in a good trajectory, even though it may take a while. But yeah, getting in right. a better place. Yeah. And people don't realize that the people that we're helping, they are the working class. Mm-hmm. Utah County does not have a lot of homeless population, not mm-hmm. like up in Salt Lake City. And so people assume that those are the people we're helping are the homeless. I want to say it's like maybe 2% of our clientele are homeless. Really? Everyone else, they're the working class. They just maybe had a car breakdown. Someone's dealing with cancer, so they have medical bills. Mm-hmm. Um, their water here goes out. They're already living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of our clients are paying over 50% of their income towards housing expenses right now. Oh, yes. And so with inflation and everything else going on, we have so many people have told us, we used to be the ones that would donate to you guys, and now we're here as clients. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking to hear that, but that's why we're there. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone could have anything happen at any given time where they end up are now needing help. Yeah, this could be any of us in like two months or whatever. Like, yeah, the whole world implodes. And yeah, I love how this all got started too in your heart with you and your husband in college. And this has just been such a, a part of your soul and just who you are, you know, for decades. And and now you're involved in an organization where you can do it professionally and help people. And and it's just beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Let me share my story. <laughs> Absolutely. We've been, been on adventures together and you've shared this, um, just that this is your, your job and this is what you do. And I just thought, oh my word, that's so inspiring. We have to capture it and, and share it with other people and share your light and all that. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, to hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Lillian, click the subscribe button Tell your friends all the things. We're so glad you're listening to us today. We hope you have a wonderful day. Um, If you are near us here in Utah and want to come on adventures, you're welcome to look us up on uh, mountainmamas.org. So mtmamas.org. We have an Instagram, hashtag uh, mtmamasutah, and also hashtag adventureutahmamas. And, and we're just so grateful to have you here today, Lillian. <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> well, that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And always remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.